Welcome to the We Go Places podcast, where we catch up with WeGo grads who share with us the story of the journey to their unique careers. I'm your host, Brian Turnbaugh, English teacher at WeGo since 2001, and you just heard intro music from Andy Georgieff, class of 2022. Today, I catch up with Kevin Ariaga from the class of 2021, owner, operator, and project manager at Everlast Landscaping. Kevin will share with us how the combination of his father's mentorship and the spirit of entrepreneurship sparked here at WeGo started his leap into ownership of an expanding landscaping company servicing the western suburbs of Chicago. Be sure to find links to Everlast Landscaping on the episode page or go to everlastlandscapellc.com and check out the gallery of Kevin's various projects. Joining us from the class of 2021 is Kevin Ariaga. Kevin, can you tell us what you do? Uh, first off, I'd like to thank you, Brian, for uh, having me on the podcast. I think this is really a good opportunity for a lot of uh, a lot of people to come on here and share their career path that they've been able to venture towards after high school. Um, my name is Kevin Ariaga. I'm the owner of Everlast Landscape and Design. Um, 20 years old, and like how Brian mentioned, I am the class of 2021. Uh, I We are a landscape construction business. We specialize in brick patios, retaining walls, outdoor kitchens, fire features, water features, ponds, structures, such as pergolas, gazebos, and we also specialize in concrete work, mainly anything that has to do with outdoor living spaces. Kevin, how did you get your start? I got my start as a young kid um, off off my dad. Uh, my dad has a big part of my story. He, I would, I would go to job sites as a kid with my dad and uh, my older brother, and that's pretty much how I got my start in the field that I'm in right now. Kevin, tell me more about like the responsibilities that you have uh, at, at your job. So some of the responsibilities that I have on a day-to-day basis, I am more so a project manager and wouldn't really call myself a salesman. I don't really like that job title too much, but I do go and consult with clients and also a design aspect to it, um, which plays the part of what your outdoor, what your backyard can actually look like. Um, So that's, that's something that's something that I do on a day-to-day basis. So Kevin, when did you have the confidence to say, you know what, I'm going to try this on my own. So you, you mentioned that you 
kind of started with uh, the family business, but then you kind of branched out and said, you know, I'm, I got my own ideas about how to run my own business. Kind of walk me through the whole process of how that began and then how you were able to kind of expand uh, your business. So it's kind of a funny thing. Me and my brother, we really kind of started um, my dad and my brother's business together um we would go off i was 17 years old at the time and he was 20 uh we would go after school after i got out of high school and we would go cut lawns stuff stuff like that we would trim bushes we'd whack flower beds um it sort of started uh where my dad and him would uh they would get bigger jobs and i kind of saw that too and i mean i just i I wanted to venture on my own and kind of explore my own path. Uh, the business was theirs, and I definitely understood that they had full ownership. And uh, I didn't want to be an employee forever. I kind of wanted something for my name, and I wanted to grow my own thing. Um, so that's definitely where, when I was 17, I kind of just figured, you know, I, I'll do my own thing. 18 came around, and I registered my own business. And from then on, it, it was history. It's been been pretty well and same for my uh for my for my family's business it's been been really well for them as well i've uh so many questions how did you even know how to register for a business i wouldn't even know the first thing in in how to do that what's what's that process like my brother he actually walked me through everything uh first you have to go to the city hall um there's a there's a lot of documents that have to be processed through um through the business, which I can't really remember all the steps because it was a while ago. It was two oh, three yeah, years ago. Sure. And, um, but there's you have to get your certificate of articles. Um, you have to get your certificate of insurance. You have to get your bonds. Uh, it's it's really a lot of process uh, to register your business nowadays, from what I hear. But back in the old days, it was it was a lot simpler. So, so how did you get your first customer? Um, so. I landed my first couple customers just like anybody else. I would go door to door and I would uh, basically let you know, hey, I can cut your lawn for $25, $30. And sometimes they would tell me, hey, bug off, you know, 16-year-old kid coming to your front lawn and telling you they can cut your grass for $25 when, you know, you can do it yourself on a on a weekend. But that's how I got my start. And pretty much from then on, it, it escalated to – uh, smaller and bigger size jobs, cleanups, mold insulations, weed whacking, flower beds, like I mentioned, trimming bushes, a uh, little bit of tree work, so stuff like that. More so landscaping work. Um, and I first couple customers was really exciting. Um, some of the best feeling or one of the best feelings that that you can get. And just over time, as the projects just got bigger and bigger, you know, the excitement is still there, but um, it just, I feel it keeps growing and growing just because the projects keep getting bigger and bigger as well. Yeah. When did you know that you were able to expand from just mere yard work to then like, Hey, I'm going to be actually able to do some patio work, brick laying and all that stuff. When was your first kind of big project where you were able to expand the business into that type of uh, realm? Um, so I, I really knew that I wanted to go into more so the hardscaping aspect of everything through what I had seen my dad and his craftsmanship 
on all of his projects. They're very detailed. And I just knew that this is what I wanted to do. Um, going back to always um, seeing how my dad would run crews and uh, operate the team on a day-to-day -day basis. I would say that would that would have been uh, two, two years ago. I was able to attend a, a hardscape university class and which really opened up my my eyes to the possibilities that can be done uh, for backyards. Uh, I still continue to educate myself and knowledge myself um, with the, with obviously how everything's changing so fast. You know, you want to elevate your game um, to how everybody else is operating, of course. So that was one of that was a real big pivotal moment when I went to those classes. I really feel like I took a lot from those classes, which I was able to use towards the business. And it's been working out pretty well this year. So what when you're talking about like those classes to kind of continue your understanding of uh, of this industry, how much of that is uh, like uh, actual technique uh, versus marketing versus uh all of the other types of uh of uh course offerings uh that you go to what was uh what was that um that the coursework like for you uh yeah so it's it's more of like a hands-on course so you're actually there building uh kitchens you're building fire features water features and ponds which we were able to implement into the business this season um structures like how i mentioned you're doing all types of work how do you how do you kind of separate yourself maybe from competition uh that you have uh, in uh, dupage county and in kane county i would imagine that you're there as well uh i i separate myself a lot mainly in the designs that we do uh, not everybody in our area does designs and especially 2D or 3D blueprints. They don't do anything of that nature. And I really feel like we separate ourselves because we do the 3D designs. I feel like it really helps you be able to visualize your project before any work or any shovels actually touch the ground. That's that's a really big part of it. And I also really feel as if it's, I, I wouldn't really call it competition. I really don't ever use the word competition because I feel like there's enough work to go around, uh, especially because I work in the same area as my family, but we are obviously still busy all year long, all year, all year round. So you said that you guys are, are busy all year around. How does the type of work shift from season to season? So like what is what is summer and the transition to fall and then to winter? Uh, how does your uh, how does the business adapt during those seasons? The transition to like from summer to fall, we're pretty much doing a lot of hardscapes from the beginning, which is right around March time up until I would say now, which is August, September. Uh, right now, it starts getting a little bit slower. We start getting into a lot of uh, cleanups. Uh, we start doing a little bit. We start picking up on some more landscaping work. Um, now we are in the next coming month, we are going to start transition transitioning into getting some of the equipment ready for the winter season. Uh, hopefully it snows this season and that's how we pretty much go about the whole season. We go hardscapes, a little bit of cleanups, and then we start 
slowing down and it goes into uh winter effect. You're young enough where you understand the power of marketing and social media more than probably uh, anyone else. What have you found is like probably the best uh, way to reach your potential customer base using the various different marketing tools that you have available to you? One of the best ways that you can market is definitely on social media, like how you're mentioning. I would say Instagram, Facebook. Uh, definitely interacting with your with other clients on there, with potential clients on there, uh, definitely helps. I would say what has really helped this season for us has been marketing through videos, uh, whether it be me explaining the process uh, or me explaining the after results or the before, or just me showing you around the equipment. You know, people want to see that. People want to see how you operate and how your company is being ran. What's your favorite job to get? Like, so a client calls up and they say, Hey, uh, I would like to use your services. Like what's your favorite type of uh, call uh, to get in terms of uh, that, uh, that is best for your crew. And then also kind of activates <laughs> your creativity. Cause you said you're using like 3d designs and all that stuff. Um, what's your favorite kind of uh, work to do that kind of merges all of that together? I really like when we're able to just completely transform the, the backyard. Like it completely looks like a mess. And, you know, we put in an, a 400 square foot patio, really nice pavers. Uh, you, you're able to put in seat walls, maybe a little fire pit, uh, just different areas. I like to think, I, I like to think when I'm, I like to think when I'm actually constructing the design, you're able to split up the areas into three different zones. You're, you can do a dining, you can do a lounge area, and then you can have, um, sorry, you can you can do your dining, your lounge, and then you can have your fire pit little section, whatever the case might be. Uh, Kevin, I was also wondering too, like, what was, do you remember a time where like you were on, uh, on one of your jobs and there was like a, you had to kind of creatively work around like a, a curveball that you weren't expecting to have happened. Do you remember how you kind of problem solved through that, what that, what it was and, and how you were able to kind of work through that because of your experience. And like, you're like, I think I know how to get around this, but it was a, an initial problem, but you were able to kind of reason and, and work your way through it. Do you remember what, what uh, one of those, those instances, what would have been? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of challenges and different instances where that has happened. And I, feel like that's why this uh that's why I love being in this industry because you never really know every job and every project is completely different but I can, I can, yeah I can definitely remember um I actually I was I was I left my guys at a job site and some of the elevations were set wrong I don't know if it must have been the laser heights or what what might have been done but you know things happen and uh people make mistakes we're all human obviously but I mean, just the simple things. To, it was one of the simple things to do is just tear out. They had already laid some of the patios, so just tear it out completely, reset the height. You know, you want that thing to be as sturdy as possible, and we give warranty with a lot of our work that we do. So we stand behind the work that we do, and uh, we want it to hold up. So we're not just gonna um, we're not just gonna build we're not gonna build a structure not to last we're we're gonna actually take our time uh my dad when i was little he actually had a quote he used to tell me he used to say kevin you build 
you either build it nice or you build it twice. So that's, that's so uh, true. That's so true. <laughs> that's so true. Uh, you said you're using like laser guides or how did you say it was laser? Yeah. We just call it a laser guide. Yeah. You can, yeah. A laser you guide. Call it do you laser have a, guide. do you have a favorite tool to work with uh, when you're on a job site? You're like, like, no, I got it. I'm the boss. I'll take this one. I'll take it from here. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a favorite thing to work with? Yeah, there's there's a U level. It's um Unilock. It's a brick manufacturer. It's really accurate. So you're able to set different uh heights and elevations with the U level. Um it's basically a laser that looks like an iPhone. It's it's pretty cool. <laughs> so, pretty cool. <laughs> um I it it ha your job has to be so satisfying. I know you had mentioned this before, like when you you're using the videos and all that where you get to see the before and after of that what was like like your most recent job where you're like wow i i have outdone myself do you remember what that looked like uh yeah we well some of the most recent projects that we have been doing that i think are really cool and really nice uh, have been like complete tear uh tear downs of decks and then we build a a nice patio 20 by 20 we're putting up sea walls like i had mentioned i really like the aspect of those patios and then even when i mentioned to homeowners maybe getting a little bit more creative with uh some water features uh, a little sphere in the corner with some water dripping down would look really nice things of that nature kevin you'd mentioned that you learned how to run a crew from your dad and uh, and I was wondering, like, what are what's like your leadership advice? Because, you know, you have people working uh, underneath you. And uh, I was like, well, how do you keep the morale up and how do you get everyone really um, uh, you know, ready to work each day? So I feel like one of the things that keeps a lot of the guys motivated to work each day is just being around someone as young as me. You know, I, I want to learn off of them and I want to learn how they work and every single bit of it i want to be as good as and you know the thing the thing about it is we're really what we do is more of an art so i want to be as artistic as they are with their cuts with uh setting heights things of that nature i want to i want to keep learning from them and i feel like that's what really motivates them to to stay around and uh and uh keep growing with me so yeah, I love that answer that you validate what they do as art. The other thing I was thinking about too is, uh, so what? What's the range of where your business goes? Uh, what, what's the closest and what's the farthest out that uh, where you guys go? I like to stay pretty close. A lot of our jobs, uh, we're going to Whedon, Glen Ellen. I think the furthest that we would typically go maybe out to Elmhurst. Um, it's typically the farthest we usually go, but we're, we're really all over the place. St. Charles, Batavia, Elgin. Um, we don't do a lot of jobs out in Chicago. I used to just, um, the traffic and everything is really bad out there and, uh, bringing trailers isn't fun. So oh, yeah. <laughs> how do you, yeah. how do you map out a calendar? Because you have so many different projects. Like, so what's like what is a typical day versus how do you project a week versus maybe a month like how what's your organizational strategy to kind of keep everything together because uh i would imagine that's got to be it's it's hard enough for me as a teacher i can't imagine what it's like for all the various logistics that you have to kind of keep underneath your belt what's that like yeah so uh 
that would be a lot of my uh, my fiance's uh, part. She actually helps a lot in that, actually scheduling appointments for me, um, being able to uh, schedule all the jobs for us. We like to book out at least a month, a month and a half. Hmm. Um, if not, it gets a little scary, but we always try to stay ahead of the game if we can. Right now it is getting a little slower, but uh, that's one of the that's one of uh that's one of the things that really helps out to having someone by your side and uh helping you grow this thing you know you can't you can't do everything alone um like how you mentioned yeah it, it can get pretty stressful so you definitely can't do everything alone kevin you want you were we were talking earlier about like your connection your special connection to wego and maybe how certain influences were were important to you i was wondering if you can kind of touch on that I really feel like Wego had a a big impact in choosing the career path of what I wanted to do going towards on um, going towards the entrepreneurial uh path. Uh I really feel like that was the case just because uh the teachers that I had Mr. Cost uh just giving them a little shout out Mr. Cost, Mrs. Stewart, uh Mr. Anderson. If I would have known you, you probably would have been on there too. Uh -huh, thank Mr. you. Mr. <laughs> But really, I do feel like teachers have a big influence on on us kids. And, um, you know, I really feel like for me, at least, that was the case, uh, especially with uh, situations. And, you know, I wasn't the best student, but I definitely always overcame any situation that I was dealt with. And uh, I'm really grateful that I had peers that were uh, involved in my life like that, that so. that's yeah that's that's we, we love <laughs> we, that's like worth its weight in gold times five every time we hear uh when we get that kind of uh love from past students it's just uh it's the best so yeah. um ideally kevin what do you see your company in like five ten years like what's what's what would be where everything kind of breaks your way what's what's the dream i hope that in five ten years we're still steady the numbers are still good um i really hope we can double what we have now in equipment um and ultimately i not to sound selfish or cocky or anything but i hope to grow a seven-figure business um i i have broken through six figures and that has felt pretty good at least for me as a 20 year old and i really feel like as the trajectory just keeps going up and up we will maybe one day hit that and uh Really, the big goal as well is uh, to be able to create as many outdoor living spaces as we can. Uh, this is really a passion, and I love what I do. Um, I try to show that as much as I can through the designs and being able to speak with other people and homeowners, um, subcontractors, whatever the case might be. First of all, uh, congrats on uh, your future marriage uh, with your fiance, and congrats on breaking six figures. That's amazing. <laughs> Love that. That's a brilliant. Wow. I mean, obviously, this all did not happen because it fell in your lap. This happened because you no. worked really hard and uh, you studied. You did pattern recognition. You had, and, and you are it's just such a clear leader with. Uh, your crew and you just anticipate trends and all that stuff. So that's just so exciting to see you just really just ride the success the way that you are.
So Kevin, I always like uh, ending uh, the interview. You've given so many great pearls of wisdom already, you know, throughout this interview, but I always like to uh, end the interview with my guest giving uh, tips for success for current Wildcats. What would you tell them, Kevin? My tips for success come pretty easy. Wake up at 5 a.m. every single morning, uh, work your tail off, and just don't ever look back. Uh, you're going to face a lot of obstacles, things you, you never have seen in your life. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, headaches along the way, but I think it's definitely well worth it. If you just if you're just willing to be patient and uh, willing to learn and grow yourself, yeah, and just keep keep educating yourself. I mean, I didn't go to college, but I definitely still continue to educate myself and go to school uh, classes, trading trades trades classes. Um, just keep keep learning and growing. Perfect. Kevin, thank you so much. And uh, uh, you already have so much success. This is really exciting. And I think this is going to be really inspirational for everyone uh, to hear it. So thank you for reaching out. And this has been really fun. Thank you so much, Mr. Turnbull. Thanks for listening. Do us a favor and spread the word about We Go Places by sharing our interviews with other Wildcats. If you want to search past episodes or stay current, Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere where you can get your podcasts. Just search We Go Places. You can follow We Go Places on our Facebook page as well, and also Twitter at We Go Places Podcast. And if you know a former Wildcat who would be a great guest, send me a direct message on Facebook, Twitter, or by school email at, at bturnbow at d94.org. B-T-U-R-N. B-A-U-G-H at D94.org. 